0: Pulp MX Network
1: Production.
0: Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code Pulp at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com for all other online purchases. It's the btosports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing. The original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTO Sports.com racer x podcast presented by fox racing this is the buds creek wrap-up it is a, a eventful race that happened down in uh, buds creek maryland and were lots to talk about of course btosports.com nation's leading retailer and anything you need for your bike or body they've got it usually use the code pulp when you check out to save yourself money you just got a tweet this morning that some dude saved 181 dollars yeah just using the code so that's pretty good Wygant can appreciate that. And uh, BTO Sports KTM team with uh, Shorty and Justin Brayton. Andrew Short should be back soon. Uh, they got OEM parts as well. And anything you need for your biker body, btosports.com has it. So thanks to those guys. And Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. If your dealer doesn't carry Fox, you may want to switch dealers. So uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to this. We appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, with me, like I said, you heard his voice there, my boss, the voice, yeah. of, <laughs> the voice of American motocross, I was trying to come up with something funnier than that, so, uh, Jason Wygant, yeah. how are you, yeah, Yeah. Um, Hi. also on the line, uh, from Fly Racing, USA, Western Power Sports, uh, out in the world, hawking the 2016 Fly Race, where as we speak, the great Jason Thomas, yeah, you got me excited with uh, talking about a dealer not carrying Fox. I'm, I'm all ears. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, but then I said, you know, you should probably f- switch dealers. So maybe you, that wasn't. Uh, that, yeah, selective hearing. I mean, seriously, would a dealer not carry Fox?
0: Uh, I can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I mean, Fo- Fox, is, uh, Fox has been a powerhouse in this industry for 40 years. That's what I I'm saying. doubt there are many that don't carry Fox.
1: I'm saying if you can qualify to carry Fox, you carry Fox. I would think. Uh, I, would, I would hope. I, I would think so. Yeah. Right. I
0: mean, I would think if if you want to be successful, honestly, you have to be incredibly diverse. Right. Uh, and just to, to make it right now. So.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, you always see Kerry yeah. fly racewear too, but I'm not saying that. But... Yeah,
0: yeah, no. I, I'm being as I'm being as objective as I can. Do you want to uh, get Beaker on the there phone? Are many people out there.
1: Do you want me to get Beaker on the phone, and you two can? Uh, sure. <laughs> all right, uh, Butts Creek, everybody. Um, first of all. JT, you weren't there. Why can't... When I was... Okay, when I got evacuated from the media tent, forced under the Cowie tent, and literally the ground underneath us was like a waterbed because they had a tarp over top of the dirt. I'm not kidding. It was a waterbed underneath our feet. I thought there's no way they're going to get this second 450 moto off. I I just... I I couldn't believe it. Um, But they did, but... Man, talk about that delay a little bit and that rainstorm coming down.
0: Yeah, they uh, came in when they knew the rain or the, the storm was coming. Uh, they told us that if we had to be evacuated, and we probably will, we would all have to go into the bathrooms at the base of that uh, house that's also mm-hmm. at an announcer's Tower at Butts Creek. I know you guys are familiar with that, because the, the bottom level of that is made of uh, cinder block. So we were told we had to get out of all the uh, TV trucks and whatnot because they're probably not tornado proof mm-hmm. or lightning proof with satellites on top and stuff. So uh then that happened. Uh we did 10 minutes later have to run in there and they were just jammed in I think the concession stand. Um
1: Oh, so you you the ran over you. With the woman. you ran but, over there. You ran into there. I didn't know that. I didn't know got that far.
0: Oh, well, we had to. I mean, Lucas Oil said it was absolutely required. We had to evacuate. <laughs> we weren't running for our lives. We weren't doing it because we thought we had to. We should. We were doing it because we were told by our bosses, um, Dennis from Lucas Oil, said, everyone in here now. So we're all in there. And um, the race had been already scheduled to be taped delayed on TV. Yeah. You know, it wasn't going to come on like four hours later. Yeah. So I think halfway through it, we realized, hey, there's an hour of TV that has to be done. How are we going to do this? Uh, We spent the time at Bench Racing with the woman who makes the um, cheeseburgers for the track. Mm -hmm. She said she's been working there since, I think, uh, 1993. She's never seen a motorcycle do a lap of the track. Never (laughs) actually seen any racing. She's just been in there (laughs) making cheeseburgers the whole time. So so we're just hanging out with her. And, yeah, dude, it rained. It It, was raining as hard as I've ever seen it rain in my life. Have you ever seen rain harder than that?
1: I I mean, I don't think so. No, it was gnarly. It rained so hard. And, like, Probably didn't – start. if they would have started the moto on time, it maybe would have got 10 minutes in before that rain hit. So you can um, – and during the rainstorm, I was saying, like, man, I think they should have dropped the gate because, like, we're not getting this in anyways. And so maybe you could have thrown the red flag, you know. But in the end, it was the right decision was made. It's easy to go back in hindsight uh, at the time and and think this and that. The right decision was made because, yeah, we had no live TV. We had the time to spare. I just didn't think it was going to pass. It literally passed, the sun came out, not a drop fell yeah. in the second 450 Moto, not a drop of rain fell. But No, I think it did a little bit, didn't it? did it? Yeah? I think it did. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, uh, I don't think, yeah. by the way, I don't think they delayed it because of the rain. I, I think it was because they knew that lightning was going to strike at some point. You don't want to be making that decision while the bikes are already out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was the lightning.
1: Um. um yeah, it. Uh, when I emerged
0: from the bathroom concession stand,
1: <laughs> from the I cheeseburger was lady, from... that it didn't look
0: worse. Yeah, I mean, by the way, no free cheeseburg- No free cheeseburgers in this for us. Right. I thought, well, hey, if we're going to be stuck in here for days, mm-hmm. at least we have food. But um. When I emerged from this um, jail cell, the track actually looked. I mean, it didn't look great, but it looked a whole lot better than I thought it would. Yeah? It was A whole lot better than it was in two
1: thousand nine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it wasn't bad. Um, I like how we got evacuated from the media tent. They're like, everybody out. And I just went underneath the Cowie, yeah. I went underneath the Cowie tent. Well, I guess I'll die over here. <laughs> I, I'll leave, I'll leave your tent and I'll go to this tent and, you know. At will die with great coffee. <laughs> right. Um, at, at, le- at least when the, uh, you know, my lawyers will actually contact Kawasaki instead of, uh, I guess, MX Sports when this tent goes down in flames. I don't know. I just thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah. They're, they're like, everybody out. And like, like, Cudby left. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> um, which I mean, I guess probably some other media dudes do, but literally the media guys are like, well, what do we do now? This, and I'm like, well, good thing I'm friends with these guys because I'm going over here. So, yeah. um, it was it I was have
0: some intel that uh, the track held up. That wasn't an accident. Uh, you know, everybody knew this 100 percent chance of rain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said on Tuesday they started just working on the drainage, like figuring out a way for water to drain out of that pond in the middle that yeah. overflowed in two thousand nine. You could see they had pumps and hoses and stuff coming out of that. Uh, and they built some berms so if the water did drain in the infield it wouldn't get into the track. And I don't think they ripped it up the that's what killed that Indiana race last year. They had so much mulch or sawdust or whatever it was. Yep. That was just an accident waiting to happen if it rained and it did. So
1: Yeah I had my uh, knew. I had on my yeah. no, I had on my notes here to props to those guys for, for The base JT was as hard as you know um, Buds Creek. I don't know if you've ever been there on a non-moto day or a local race. It was cement. It was cement. You know, it was hard pack. Um, Well, not cement, but it was hard pack, and that's and that's because they knew this rain was coming. And so, good job to everybody involved with that because uh, it was it was prepped fine for the rain that was coming. So um, that was that was good, no doubt about it. Um, But man. Back to the rain. Holy crap, was it going, was it coming down and thundering and lightning and, and then. Yeah, welcome to uh,
0: every Florida afternoon.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was (laughs) harder, this was harder than the Florida afternoon, but yeah, I got it for sure. Uh, Three o'clock. Yeah,
0: maybe, I mean, it's bad here. It's, I'm I'm in Florida at the moment and Mm. I was reminded uh, just about an hour ago of how nasty it gets.
1: Yeah, three, three o'clock, right? Rolls in? Two, three o'clock? Yeah, just.
0: Yeah, early afternoon, sometimes late afternoon, but every single day. I mean, it's lightning, thunder, like, you know, biblical
1: stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, the moto got on, it went underneath, and like you said, Weege, it it really wasn't that bad. You thought there'd be standing water everywhere, and there was a couple of spots, but really, I mean, it wasn't much worse off than the first moto. It was worse, but not a whole lot. It was
0: uh, a mud race for sure, but it was not even close to the worst mud race no. I've ever seen. I guess what it comes down to here is you're almost lucky in a way if you get a 100% chance of rain forecast, because then there's no hedging your bets. It was just full, it's going to be muddy, do everything you can to prepare for it, which I don't think you get that luxury all the time. Do You, you want to have a good track. If it doesn't rain, it's going to be crap. So at least in this case, they just knew there's no chance it won't rain. Do you, take want to, every precaution.
1: do you want to take back your words on the Moto 60 show uh, on Thursday, where you're oh, like, ah, whatever, bro. They always say it's going to rain, and I'm like, I don't know. So.
0: I apparently owe uh, our guy Chase Nallow a beer. I don't remember making that bet, but I definitely remember saying, it's not going to be muddy. We hear this in Colorado. We heard this in Muddy Creek. Hot point's going to be bad. I need to just keep a rolling ledger of how many races are going to be mud races that turn out not to be. Because yeah. We're getting all panicked.
1: No, I'll, I'll, still, yeah.
0: I'll still raise an eyebrow the next time I hear this.
1: No, I'll, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. As a goggle guy, part-time goggle guy, you know, I do pay attention to the weather. And, yeah, the amount of time that you're like, oh, crap, it's going to rain, bring the roll-offs, bring, the, and nothing happens is far greater than the days when it pours down. Absolutely. So.
0: Yeah, and that's just because they have this, you know, kind of formula – even if it rains throughout the weekend, it has to rain at the absolute worst time to make a big impact. It can rain Friday, it can rain Friday night, it can even rain Saturday morning, and most of the time it doesn't end up being that bad. So that's why the weather kind of throws you off. You see mm-hmm. rain on Friday, and you're like, oh, crap, mud. But they can salvage that most of the time. Right. That's what happened in Colorado. Was, yeah. Obviously those ruts were gnarly, but it wasn't a mud race.
1: Justin Barsha won the, uh, won the overall uh, with a 3-1 ride, and – Geez, Weege, that second moto, man, that's what that's what, you know, JGR paid the money for. That's what they wanted. The guy was just working everybody, and he looked like he looked like it was a normal, dry track out there. He looked like he was having fun, man. And uh he killed everybody. So great job to him. We've been talking about him, good and bad, for all year and wondering what's going on. And and you know, he's working with Buddy Antones, and and maybe some of that's paying off. Budman told me. You know, they're trying to get him to to use the torque of a 450 and use less clutch, which we all can understand that's something that Justin could use. And, man, in the mud and slop where you think a guy like that who's throttle-happy and clutch-happy would struggle, the guy just rode away from everybody. Great ride.
0: Yeah, but he's always been a good mud rider. I don't think that he needed help in those Mm -hmm. uh, conditions uh, per se. He's always been good at muddy races. It's really hard to determine what this all means I mean, obviously, he hasn't won a race in a while. He's pumped. team hasn't won a race in a while. They're pumped. And he rode good, and it was a pretty exciting deal. You know, the fans that were left there were cheering him, and he was doing whips and fist pumps. I mean, that whole situation was awesome. But in the big picture, you're trying to figure out, is this a breakthrough of sorts? Does this mean something? Was it just because it was muddy? Yeah. And even uh, I actually had the great pleasure of driving to the race and back. Uh, with Koi Gibbs and uh, Jay Bones with us on the way back, and I even said to them, "Like, man, you guys pumped." Right. And I think they know it would be crazy to be too pumped because, in reality, you know, if you told them when they signed Barcia, you'll finally win a race in, at the end of June, they probably wouldn't take that. Like, that's not what they're paying them for. That's not the expectations they have. So right. I think they have to they have to realize we can't be unbelievably stoked at winning one Muddy Moto we you know obviously their goal was to win titles with this guy so it's really hard to say what does it all mean it was awesome in the moment for sure
1: JT what do you think this all means does it mean anything I think we're gonna I think we're gonna find out the, the big question for me is can he
0: use this to propel him forward because we we all know that he has abilities won supergirl titles he's won outdoor races you know he, he bursts on the scene leading races right away in 2009 so yeah. we know he has this ability in him but let's be honest the last year and a half hasn't been very good
1: but you, you know, guys kind of up against the expectation yeah. but you guys and i mean you jt Kay. you guys are so mental racers no uh, yeah that exactly that's this, what i'm saying yeah this, used this, this could be it this could be a break yeah yeah you know. this,
0: whether it's mud or whether, you know, they decided to ride around on a, you know, concrete parking, Walmart parking lot,
1: right. it doesn't really
0: matter sometimes, you know. If, if he thinks that he's good enough to go out there and win, sometimes that's all it takes. Because mm-hmm. the ability's there, the bike's there, everything is there. He just got to put all the puzzles together, and he hasn't been able to do that. Right. You know? I want to say in the
1: last so Can you... I'm to see, I'm to red this, this, gets this. This, this. Can you put your puzzle together with your phone? Can you put the puzzle together with your phone? You sound like you're, you're muffled. What are you? Are you in a, are you in a trunk? Are you Am getting? Are you no, Are you in a trunk? Are you getting kidnapped? Uh, I I hope not. Okay, because now your phone is perfect. A little while ago, it's not. Our listeners demand audio perfection. So. Well, I,
0: have, I apologize to all of our listeners. That is what I try. I, I know that Weege is usually the weakest link. Yes, when it absolutely. When audio quality. Yep, yep. Um, I've actually infected you. Okay. You have. It's uh, contagious. It <laughs> was contagious.
1: Weege, never mind Barsha and the wind. Give me the top three things that Coy Gibbs said to and from Bud's Creek.
0: Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember. There's a few that I think uh, were said in jest just to get me angry, and they worked. Um, <laughs> so... I don't want to – we also had the dinner on Friday night, too. Okay. And I was doing everything I could. to If I had a heart rate monitor on, it would have been a tell. <laughs> um, like I was trying my best to stay calm.
1: Right. Flowchart? Flowchart came up, I'm sure?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Something about, you know, if they could just – basically, I have the same argument with people all the time when it comes to the Nationals, which is if you try to compare things like, say, facilities of the Nationals to Supercross, you then have a Supercross. It's always like people have tips to the sport. I'm like, yeah, that's like saying the Baja 1000 is cool, except it's in the desert. Like <laughs> some things are part of it being a motocross race. But right. well, these things you want, that's called a supercross. It's not the same sport anymore.
1: Yeah, so cool. we, uh, we
0: battled pretty good about that. Uh, just uh, keep going here, and I'll, I'll, okay. I'll try to remember some of the,
1: All right. some of the uh, highlights. JT, yeah. if of idiots. Idiots right. <laughs> JT, if you're a uh, idiot idiots
0: thrown around a lot.
1: JT, if you're a Donji and you have a pretty bad crash over the bars, break your front fender, you're dead last in the mud, and you don't lose any points to Kenny Roxon, It's a good day. That's a great day. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was a good day, but I think watching the interview, uh, keep in mind I wasn't
0: there, but just purely you know, watching his television interview, he seemed a little bit perturbed that they had the race, because obviously that's the way it went.
1: Yeah no he, they no, I think uh, sorry to interrupt you they I heard from some people that they were asking the riders and dungey and his team were like no we're good <laughs> shocking shock Like as far as racing or not racing yeah, yeah you got what do you guys think we're going to hold it off what do you think no we're good you should cancel it like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I heard that from a few teams that they were just like what are they doing like they're you
1: know because i
0: think i think most people thought it was going to be much worse than it actually turned out to be yeah and I think the expense of ruining motorcycles was a part of that. And,
1: yeah, you know, but hold on, though. I, no the, the RCH yeah. guys, I spoke directly to the RCH guys. Guess what yep. they wanted. Guess what they thought. Yeah, hold it. Uh, yep. race? Let's yeah. race. Well, they, they need unpredictable. <laughs> no, I know, but the whole point is is that you can't ask these teams. You can't do that. Oh, I know. I understand. Yeah, yeah no, I, and I think there are motives behind those things. You know, for,
0: for Dungy, he wants everything to be in order. What's What's, you know execute the, you know, the formula that we put together. Everything's dry, everything's good, get a good start, go ahead. Uh but, you know, for RCH on a racing strategy, they're like, yeah, we'll take any variables and any crazy factors you could possibly throw at us because we need it. We're thirty seven points out of this thing, so we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think there's a little bit of that too, but there's obviously going to be differing opinions on if you're a good mud rider or a bad mud rider. You know, I would have been uh, walking around picket lining to cancel the race, follows racing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just get a lot of different opinions. Yeah. But that's our point. Like, this is so hilarious. They're supposed to be telling you what they think of the track, like, you know, is it raceable? But instead, the answer has nothing to do with the weather or the track conditions. It just has to do with their situation and the points. So it just proves you're getting completely biased information, which makes it worthless. Because I happened to be standing when we emerged from the uh, concession stand. We ran into Kenny Watson. And he's like, it looks great. We raised it. This isn't even bad. <laughs> of course. Right, yeah. right. But it didn't matter what it looked like, he was going to say that. And then we wow. saw someone from KTM, I think Ian, being driven around the track in uh, one of the Terexes that the MX Sports people use. And we were making the joke that he was pulling the e-brake as they were going up the hill. So you can't make it. Can't make it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, everyone...
0: If you're Dungy, you have absolutely nothing to gain, right? So, of course, they think it would be stupid to race. Well, The bias is hilarious sometimes.
1: And I, I picked Kenny Rockson to win a moto in, in fantasy moto. And judging off Indiana, I'm like, oh, Kenny Roxon's going to really make some points up here. He's going to go 1-1 today. Um, he's good in the mud. He's from Europe. GP, blah, 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 blah. Well, he had a virus. He tweeted that he's been sick all week. He had a virus. And JT, like we talked about, he missed a huge opportunity right here. You're not going to get this kind of stuff you know, down the road.
0: No, I mean, you know, I try to count the number of times that Ryan Dunge has thrown away a, a moto in a crash. You know, I, I understand that mechanical things have happened like yeah. years ago, and but a, a big crash from Dungey? Huh. Yeah, right. right.
1: You know, it just doesn't
0: happen. And for Dungey to walk away losing zero points in that scenario is a huge victory for him. Mm-hmm. And an unfortunate missed opportunity, as you said, for Roxanne. Yeah. That, that's what the stuff he needed. That's what we've been talking about. It's need that scenario to happen and he left with the same points gap. So, yep. you know, it's got to be a, got to be mentally a bit disappointing for the team guys, you know, and he's sick and, and there are reasons, but still like that was a huge
1: chance. Uh, JT, are you, uh, are you buying CP stock right now? Like, is it like, I think he's been helped a little bit from the track and the weather, but geez, that's, that's four good motos in a row now for him and, you know, Weege, I read something. I think you interviewed him, and he said if he's in the top five every moto, he'll take that. And I agree. That's that's. He'll take. You should take that all day long. Um, but maybe better. Maybe this guy can do more.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think he's definitely benefited from you know good starts and the conditions this weekend. But I think it's going to be a bit situational for for Purcell. You know, I think if all things are right, he gets a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh. They, it's not extremely hot. Uh, all, the, all those types of things. The track's just not crazy, crazy rough where, you know, the physically fit guys are going to shine. I think those are the things that are going to make or break his day. Uh, I don't see him coming from an 18th-place start back into the top five. Right. I just don't see that. But if he continues to start in the top three, uh, yeah, sure, he, he's very capable of, of running the pace um you know what would be interesting is is if you can mix some of those variables you know say he gets a really good start and Mm -hmm. it's 100 degrees what what happens then right
1: right yeah no it's good good ride so um
0: he's he's, he's obviously stepped it up i mean you look at his the beginning of the year even even muddy creek and then you look at what he's doing now and it's like a completely different person out there
1: uh baguette weege um did you talk to Bag after the race
0: yeah, those two were both Baggett and Purcell, in the press conference. I can't believe they had a press conference. I mean it was like seven o'clock.
1: Well they had they, did it. they had yeah. a they had the two fifty one while we were waiting. The two fifty one went on. Yeah, while, what was the weather like then? It was raining but it wasn't that bad. And I happened to stumble into the press tent and the press conference is going on and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right, they're not even you know, they're doing it in between. These guys can go home now or whatever. they the top three, so um my point was We I talked to Baggett after the race, and you're like, he's usually not a good interview. He usually isn't. But dude, he was like Jim Carrey. He was just making jokes about me eating sandwiches and doing this and that. And, and yeah, he was all like outgoing and stuff. Blake Baggett, who knew? Oh my God, I don't, no, I don't like, he doesn't
0: need to be opening up to
1: you. <laughs> I don't know. He was either really happy about his race, or, or I was like, I was, uh, it was a good interview. I was like, wow, Blake Baggett.
0: Yeah, I don't know. is one of those guys that's really unfortunate. Um You know, we all know some of these riders pretty well, like exceptionally well, I guess. And when you see them on TV, I think we can all pick a couple of guys who you'll see a podium interview or something like that, and you're just like, man, he just comes across so bad. I know he could be more interesting than this under the right circumstances, mm-hmm. and he's right at the top of the list for me. I've had some funny conversations with him. I think he's a pretty laid-back guy. He, I don't think he's like a lot of the other racers where he – like, if he does terribly, he'll just tell you. He'll make fun of himself. I think that's all right. cool, but that never comes across on TV. It's kind of unfortunate.
1: Do you think it's weird, though, that he's having a signature helmet with a chupacabra on it, and he's calling his place in Florida the Chupacabra Ranch?
0: No, it's great. No problems <laughs> with that at all. I think it's, I think it's an excellent
1: move. <laughs> I can't believe it. 100% sign off on that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so good. Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren. Both ran the two-goggle technique patented by Trey Kennard last year. And uh, they oh. both they both liked it. They thought it was all right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, remember the two-goggle technique. Well, That's they, right. They both did it in the second moto. So, unfortunately, Tickle had to stu- our
0: buddy John Knowles will probably tell you, it wasn't as effective as it was for Trey.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, no. John Knowles was still upset that before he crossed the finish line, he tossed his goggles. So the photos of Trey Kennard winning Indiana, he has no goggles across the line. <laughs> John Knowles' biggest regret. You know, two turns to go, he threw them off. Like, ah, whatever, I don't need these anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that really would, that's not a joke. Like, he probably really was angry about that. Yeah, no, he was.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. So, um, he's like, come on, Trey, couldn't you have kept them on? No, it looks like you didn't wear the goggles the whole time, so. Um, and we'll get into goggles a little bit lo- a little bit later here on the show, on the podcast show. Um,
0: I'm looking forward to that.
1: Uh, Brock Tickle, uh, 6'9", Anderson, 7'7". Anderson was, was uh, I think, in the first moto. Came from pretty far back to had a nice ride to get into seventh. Um, Tommy Hahn did well with a 12'6". We had Archer, um, second moto, Tony Archer, hometown guy, eighth place. Cody Gregg on the YZ252 stroke. It took Ryan Dungy five or six laps to get by this guy, to catch up and get by this guy on a 2 stroke. So He was probably
0: mesmerized that a guy was out there on a
1: 2-stroke. <laughs> mesmerized, yes, exactly. I like that word. Um, he was probably, uh, he probably, um, yeah. He probably he thought he hit his head. Good job. to Imagine the 2-stroke kooks yeah. of the world right now. There was, there, Greg was uh, 13th, and um, dude on the KTM 252 stroke was in the mix. I don't think, yeah, he didn't finish well. He's 23rd. Travis Marsh. Two strokes were everywhere. Um and what else? Oh, Pike's bike broke the second moto. Noren's bike broke the first moto and Cole Seely didn't qualify. But Seely only put in a couple laps. So, we'll see he was limping after the race, pretty good, like a hip slash a br- like thigh bruise or thigh issue quad, issue muscle issue or something. So, huge bummer for Seeley, That's huh? Oh yeah. What? We don't know any more than
0: that. We don't know any more than that, Lucili.
1: No, no, he was limping, okay. yeah, quad, bonkers. hip, whatever. I mean, he was making yeah. jokes. You know, he was m- making jokes in the truck during the before the motos, so it wasn't like he was in an ambulance or anything, you know. So, um, bummer for him, though, for sure. And then Noron's bike breaking. It's like, hey, factory Honda, great day, <laughs> good. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: like South, South Park, uh eight.
1: 2000, yeah, it was Shorty? You mean and Chad? Yeah. Chad broke.
0: Yeah. Mike, just
1: yeah, Chad broke. Barsha broke. Shorty ran out of gas? Was that it? Yeah, Shorty bike. It
0: so, was a moto of at the... Get her, get his Yeah. There was a one year at Southwick where Townley and Shorty ran out of gas at the same exact time on oh, the last
1: lap. Oh, that was yeah. 09, I think? Right.
0: I think that was 10. That might have be been the same year that Shorty also did not qualify and had to take the 41st gate. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah rough, rough day for Honda there. Rough day for Honda at yeah. Buds, too. Um, I think that was
0: 09 because I actually didn't qualify either. Yeah, that was 09.
1: You didn't qualify for a national? You
0: didn't qualify in yeah. and week? No, in the mud. They had one practice, and I crashed on the first lap of the green flag coming down one of the hills, just bonsai in the mud, and uh, broke my clutch per a Signara. Same type deal. See you. But I
1: was actually okay. I just couldn't go. Right, right. Um, yeah. How about uh, Kelly Smith? The week after winning High Point, didn't qualify at Southwick. Math is tuned. How do you go from not winning to oh to not qualifying? It's unbelievable. That part of
0: the story doesn't get mentioned very often.
1: <laughs> no, I don't bring that. I don't bring that part up. But it was it was the it was the it was the time they had qualifying races, and he uh, broke his front wheel, got a pe- foot peg in the spokes in the in the qualifying heat. And so he DNF that and then got a bad start in the LCQ. And see you later. JT, you know I'll about that. Out. Yeah, you know about that. It's three laps or four laps, and that was it. All right, back to, back to 2015 talk. Um, Cunningham had a good second moto, 1710. So that was good. And Nicoletti had a good uh, second moto with a fifth. I was talking to Nicoletti about next year. Weege, and maybe you know something a little bit more, but he's not going back there for sure. Like you would think it was great, what? really? Yeah, you would think it was great. You would think he would stamp it and you know maybe do the same deal or whatever, do the same kind of thing. But it sounds like Phil may have some other suitors, like other dudes may want may want filthy. So oh oh oh, you're
0: saying he's not sure he's going back? I thought you meant he is for sure not. Oh going no no back. no, he's,
1: he's not. So- yeah, he's not sure he's yeah. going back. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, well, I can see that. uh, Similar to his buddy Amart, you know what I mean? They've had really good seasons. um, So it just throws options on the table they probably didn't have before. I I don't think Amart has a problem with the Rock River team. Yeah, But, uh, you know, if you have to entertain offers that they're out there. I mean, actually, Filthy, even in Supercross, the outdoors has been really good, but even in Supercross, he's come a long way in in Mm -hmm. two years. So I'm not completely shocked, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, J.T., are you... Amart's going to star. Would you have held out longer if you were Amart? Would you have seen what else is out there? Was this too early for him to sign? Is this a good move for him to sign? What do you think? Well, you know, we don't know the uh,
0: money number, but I think it was a good situation because I think he's happy on a Yamaha. Um, and I think the opportunity really, you know, is it really going to get any better? Because it, I feel like anything else is a sideways move.
1: Right, know? right
0: maybe Mitch comes calling or or something, but who knows, you know, maybe things go worse. Mm -hmm. Maybe he hurts himself or does something stupid, but I think he's going to be on a factory machine. He's going to be on the same team with his brother who, you know, it's obviously working out very well with those two riding together. So Mm -hmm. maybe he gets a little bit more money if he holds up, but there's also the other side of the coin of maybe things go worse and he has nothing. So I I think it was a good move. Um, I think, you know, who knows what he's getting paid, but, Uh, I think in that class, if you perform, there are plenty of ways to make money. Right.
1: Uh, Back to 450 class. Kevin Rookstool, the 13th. Weege, that's your EnduroCross, dude.
0: Yeah, that guy does it all. I guess the uh, mud, does that make it more of uh, EnduroCross-like? I'll be honest. I mean, Rookstool is a motocross guy first and and switched to EnduroCross. But, uh, yeah, good for him. He kind of lives the life that I think a lot of people wish they could. He just has a sprinter van and just kind of shows up wherever he wants. Yeah. Does some racing, which there's something to be said for
1: that. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and like, the yep. th- you know, thirteenth in the first moto when it wasn't that muddy. So, also too, like something to talk yeah. about this race in general. And I'm going to go f- back and look for my column on Wednesday. But I would be surprised, especially in the second motos, if you saw much change from the first lap running order to the last lap. Would you agree, Weej? Like. With the mud and the one good line at Bud's and everything being pushed off and whatever from the natural bikes, there wasn't much room to pass. There wasn't many dudes passing.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's, the, that's kind of the dirty little secret of the mud races. Um, they're crazy. They're wild. Anything can happen. But one thing that does suck is between you getting roosted by the guy and not being able to see, and there really only being one good line because the sides of the track are just mush, uh, that's kind of what you get, and I'm, I mean, this isn't. I'm not telling anybody anything they probably don't already know, but that happens a lot. I think the only time it ever gets really good is if it keeps raining and gets super crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't quite at that level.
1: No, so, no, there.
0: Yeah, yet, man. Once you're people, that's all the difference.
1: I've yet to watch the broadcast. I hope to get it to this afternoon, but I imagine you guys were trying to find some battles and weren't weren't able to find too many.
0: No, but, uh, I mean, just for entertainment value, we definitely had Dungy coming through, which was, was uh, added some drama, but mm-hmm. yeah, as far as crazy passes.
1: Yeah, because... I do wish oh.
0: I do wish one day, I, I hear all these stories about um, Stefan Everson, just how unbelievable he was in the mud, and where he might have actually been able to, you know, go from 40th to 1st in a mud race, which is supposedly impossible. I wish I would have seen that, because that supposedly was next level um, riding and passing in the mud, but never got to see anything like that. Otherwise, yeah, everyone's about the same.
1: Dungy's uh, bike malfunction to 6th or 5th in Southwick was pretty impressive, too. That was, that was pretty gnarly. Pretty, yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, um, and JT, something. since the start of that moto. Did they, what happened there? I missed the beginning of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Weege. You know anything about that?
0: Nah. Oh, uh, they didn't drop the gate.
1: Oh, it was a big problem. Oh, the gate didn't fall. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Obviously the race was screwed. The gate didn't drop.
1: Right, right, right. Got it. That's where you Yeah, they
0: had a parade lap and they just said screw it, just keep on racing. And I don't know what was up with that.
1: That was where you ruined a motocross. Um, <laughs> right. JT, because what like I was saying about the mud race, JT, one of the things about buds is it's it's not easy to pass on when it's dry. So Yeah, it's it's notoriously
0: difficult to pass. Uh and yeah, mud always makes that more treacherous. The one thing I would note there is Although it's very difficult to pass in the mud, I feel like making up time on other riders is very much improved in the mud because the speeds are so slow, so there's a, there's a ways to make up a lot of time. Right. Uh, case in point, I was watching the second 450 moto, and Justin Barsha was lapping about 20 seconds a lap faster than Will Hahn. Uh, there, I mean, there, you, know, you just don't see that kind of stuff in the dry, so... Yeah. Um, you could, you know, for a guy like Dungy, who's gonna have a huge get off, there's a chance to to catch up and make up a lot of time on a track like that. It's just once you, you know, catch up to how to get by him.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly right. A guy comes up on the lapper, you catch him real quick because he can't get by him. Or if you're pulling tear offs or roll offs, you're like slowing down in the mud, one hand, you know, like you're going pretty slow to try to pull some tear offs or a roll off off. So, um, yeah, you're yeah, right.
0: I you... feel like that epic uh, that year that you know Carmichael lapped the field and Mill Village always gets referenced. I feel as the years go by, the fact that that was a mud race is being slowly fading from memory. I mean, yeah, he's the greatest of all time, and I'm not doubting his ability, but he lapped the field because he was a mudder, and I think 20 guys were stuck on one hill. So those things don't happen mm-hmm. under normal circumstances.
1: Yeah, JT JT knows all about this being stuck on that hill.
0: Yeah, myself, <laughs> Jordan and Reed were all sitting there. <laughs> staring at each other
1: right combined salaries right. five million dollars and then jt yeah combined combined salary without me uh four point nine 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 nine. right 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 um I know, if you I am- go back and look hmm. at,
0: if you ever go back and see that race for fans out there uh you'll see stewart go off the track and then make a monumental charge up the hill yeah <laughs> and then run straight into me without touching the brakes wide open and then
1: flip off of me yeah. up the hill. Yeah, he took a second run at it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. The classic James Stewart move there, right? And
0: my, my bike is yeah. up to the foot pegs in Bud, and I am just staring at him coming up the hill like, holy crap, he's really going for it. Right. And he just ran right into me. I mean, <laughs> just ran right at me, into me, and then just
1: flipped past me. <laughs> that would be the precursor to uh, the 47.
0: Well, this was you know, Chad and I had only known each other about a year, but we practiced together a lot. And we were both stuck on this hill. And we he came up the hill, ran into me, slipped up, flipped past both of us, and then we just looked at each other and we just shook our heads
1: like, "What? <laughs> what what is, this, is he doing? What is this guy doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, all right, let's get into the two hundred and fifty class uh, after the commercial break. Btosports.com dot com, X Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Racetech and use, uh, use the code Pulpamex 2015 to save 10% at Racetech on some suspension issues. Or they got a brand new motor uh, dyno room as well going on at Racetech.com. So listen to this commercial. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTO Sports.com Racer RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension and everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you eh, probably 82.7 percent of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work. whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and/or speed. 2015, when you order, you can save 10% at Racetech.com and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast and we thank you guys, alright back to the show and we're back, btosports.com racer x podcast, presented by Fox Racing, alright, 250 class well, Weege, this this, uh, this Alex Martin thing gets better and better and better, um, oh my god he podiumed at Oakland, oh he did it again, oh he got third of the moto Oh, he's grinding great in the Nationals. Now the guy wins a moto. Got a little lucky with his brother stalling it, but still won a moto.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is just—it's just his level now. I mean, it wasn't even honestly shocking when you saw him pulling a decent lead because you've seen how he's fared against the pack this year. Some of those riders were down or had their problems. So you're like, well, Muscan mm-hmm. had a problem or Senserlo had a problem. Whatever. Yeah, I can see Alex leading by eight seconds like he is right now. It's actually realistic. And to further defend him, uh, he lost his rear brake, which we know happens in the mud sometimes. So, I mean, there's obviously a chance that Jeremy would have caught him anyway. He is the champ. But uh, he just ate up that lead and got by him almost no contest. So, who knows? Alex might have put up a better fight
1: Mm -hmm.
0: had he not lost brakes, but that's part of mud racing. But, uh, yeah, here we go. He's winning motos. Winning motos. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: And, and yeah, and, and like you said, like, you know, doing it with pretty with ease too. Um, Muskan went 7-1, and I asked him in the press conference, I'm like, did you even know that you were winning the overall? He's just like, no, I, I thought I would hopefully get on the podium. Like, hopefully I made third overall. I didn't lose too many points. You know, I don't really know what the math is. But Muskan wins with a 7-1. Alex Martin goes 1-7. Amart needed to get his brother. In the second moto or, you know, just one spot. He needed one spot, and he was trying and pushing and pushing and couldn't do it for the overall. But as it was, he tied for the overall as it, as it, as it was. so. Um, well,
0: yeah, but he said, like, what often happens in these mud races, Amart said he didn't know where he was at either. Like, yeah. He didn't know that he needed one more pass for the overall. But yeah. even if he did, like we said, making the pass uh, wouldn't have been easy anyway. Yeah. So no, it's kind of unfortunate. There was not much he could do. I don't
1: even know what yeah, happened. Just go brother, the champion. What's that, JT? Oh,
0: I was sorry. I mean, no, I was just going to say, yeah, just go past your brother, the champion.
1: Yeah, That's well, right. Alex told me in the right. press, Alex told me in my post race interview with him that, like, he got to a point where he's like, oh, I want Jeremy to do well. Um, I want him to win the title. And now he's at the point where he's like, well, I can run with him, I can beat him. And, like, he says he's kind of torn right now. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, as this, championship marches on it should be interesting to see but Alex is not ready to you know help out his brother so much like he used to be because he's like man I could beat the guy right now so pretty crazy crazy world where we've come from um, I think
0: you the other side of the brother thing where you know everyone in the surface is like of course they're brothers they love each other they work together they train together but you know, I think everybody knows the term sibling rivalry. Uh, I think with them, from what I'm hearing, it's like 80% is really good that they're brothers, and there's 20% of, like, they get each other mad, especially right. working together yeah. every single day. You know, anyone listening to this show who has a brother, I'm sure if they've ever been in a race with them, that's the last guy they want to have beat them. So there's a, obviously a little bit of that going on, too.
1: Well, neither of you uh, ne- in the background. Neither of you have a brother. I do. So.
0: Well, yeah, what was that like?
1: Yeah, I didn't like him. I wanted to beat him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um Amart lost his goggles. If anybody doesn't know, I do the X-brand goggle uh service goggle service on the uh, I just want to say something about goggles here. So, a couple guys, you know, people on Twitter felt the need to um uh, tell me that it cost him the race. Yes, he lost his goggles. Um he took them off. He but in the first moto he, I put 21 tear-offs on, JT, and you know what this is like. I put 21 tear-offs on with a mud visor, and he just he went through all 21 tear-offs. He grabbed a bunch at once. So what can you really do? Right? I mean, the thing is, JT, more of these guys, that's what I'm getting to, more of these guys need to run roll-offs. There's, a, there's been a switch, JT, in the last five or six years, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. Guys don't want to run roll-offs. I mean, you you know, in our group text, you were telling us, you run roll-offs all the time. There's photos of Larry Ward at a Supercross running roll-offs. I have yeah. a photo of Larry Ward in a Supercross in a dome wearing roll-offs. But some... yeah,
0: I mean roll-offs were the way, and it's really the laminate tear-off that changed it. That's that's you know a lot of these kids weren't around for the you know terribly thick uh, old style tear-off.
1: Mm-hmm. You can
0: only put three or four on before you. It looks like you're looking through a kaleidoscope at the track. Mm-hmm. So. You know that they, that's all they know is the is the laminate tear off, and they're very comfortable with it. For us, back you know back in our day, roll offs were a godsend because you you know you could see at least see the whole moto.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, otherwise, you were screwed. I mean, you you just had no option. So maybe it was because we got used to running roll offs at a younger age and just kind of grew up with them, where these guys really didn't use them that often. They always had laminates, and, and that's their way. And yeah. The Roll off system looked very narrow to them, which I, I could understand, but. For me, it was just no big deal. Like, once you kind of focused in on the track through that strip, it was fine. So,
1: and he, and I, he would,
0: I would recommend those guys trying to get back to it because look at that moto. Like, it could have cost him the win.
1: And the dudes, uh, Jeremy, or Alex in the second moto still ran tear-offs. It was raining. It was actually raining when he was going to the line. And yeah. I'm like, I, I would use roll-offs. And he's like, oh, okay, didn't yeah. say much. And then he showed up with tear-offs again. And Pre- yeah, it's, it's unwise. It's Freddie Noren will not run them. Like just will not run them. Hates the little strip. Hates the black thing on the top. Chisholm will not wear them, although he did wear them because he, I think he realized how bad it was. But it's it's uh, the world is anti roll offs now, JT. They're anti roll offs. These guys. It's really weird. I think I really think there's something to
0: just the age
1: factor of
0: right. They didn't they didn't have to use them. We had to use them. There was just no option. Yeah, much. you didn't have a choice. So we got very used to it. I like them. I, even if it wasn't muddy. At an outdoor national, it could have been, you know, like Hangtown, normal dry day. I ran roll off.
1: Yeah, it didn't bother me
0: at all. I knew I had all of the all of the uh, you know screen that I needed that I could pull as many times as I wanted. Yeah, no worries. Didn't have to worry about pulling hair off. Pull them all at once.
1: Or, yeah. Um, so Jeremy Martin threw his goggles. Uh, Alex threw his goggles in the second moto. Um, there's more than a few guys that threw him off, you know, and it's just like yeah,
0: in a rain, in a rain and heavy mud situation. There's no way that 21 tear-offs will last. Because I guarantee you I'm pulling my roll-off 30, 40, 50 times.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe 100.
0: I mean, seriously, like, that's not, a, that's not an exaggeration about how many times you're pulling them. Because if you're behind somebody, you pull it every single straightaway, every time. Yeah. So the, the numbers get really, really high, and 21 is just not going to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, one time, Alessi wore roll-offs, and he was all mad at me because they stopped working, and he had pulled the whole roll. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Mike, that's it. They're gone. But think how many times he must have pulled them. Like a whole roll of yeah. film. That's fifty, yeah. sixty, seventy pulls in yeah. in I, I totally I totally believe it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, that when you think about it, it was that that Southwick mud race where he, he pulled the whole thing and I'm like, Yeah, that's it. I can't make the film roll any bigger. Right. Um, well, you
0: know, then you gotta tell him, like, hey, if you'd have ran Terra, you'd you would have made it about four laps.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so that's my thing about goggles. It, Also, too, our buddy John Knowles likes to talk about how, you know, that's where he shines and and this and that, and and he is the best goggle guy in the business. I'm not saying that. Johnny Knowles is the best goggle guy in the business. But so much of goggle prep and everything else comes down to just kind of luck. You know, I mean, uh, Kyle Kyle Cunningham kept his roll-offs on the entire moto and just ate mud for 35 minutes. And other guys, first time they hit a big water puddle, something happens, and... I don't know. It's kind of I. Th- I just think uh, the go- the goggle
0: game is is all luck. Take a rock to a lens. Uh, I've seen some crazy stuff going. You know, Ricky Carmichael winning a race and you know took a rock to his lens and his goggle popped out or his lens popped out and he you know was very unpleased. Let's say <laughs> yeah. uh, with, with how that went. But it's not like Paggio did anything wrong.
1: Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's just how it
0: goes with goggles.
1: Anyways, all right, back to the race. I want to talk about goggle prep in the mud and goggle issues in the mud and, and the lack of these guys hating roll-offs. I, I don't understand it. it. It boggles my mind. Weege. Um, Jeremy Martin, like Kenny Roxon, um, I think he he missed a real chance here. He missed a chance. He he stalled it with three turns to go. Uh, lost three points to his brother. Lost three points in the title. And the second moto, uh, just, I think he fell at one point and he just – Jeremy Martin lost again. Lost some more points.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to him in that second moto. Um, I didn't see if he crashed or whatnot. Nah. I think he went from third to sixth all of a sudden. Yeah, he you know? he
1: must have fell at some point for sure. Because right. yeah, he lost a ton so of spots.
0: I, right. Um, I had at no point this year. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't have put anyone ahead of them. I I still said he was the favorite. I knew that Cooper Webb would be good. We we thought AC might be good. We knew that Moose Cam would be good, but at no point, even if he wasn't winning races or leading the points, was I like thinking, nah, he's he's still the guy. He's still going to figure it out. I still think he is the fastest, strongest guy. But this type of stuff is happening more and more and more week after week where he's not seizing control of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now, it's the first time that I've started to get worried of like, wait a minute, he might not pull this off. Because, I mean, how many times does a thing have to happen before you realize it's kind of a trend?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: And Muskan keeps putting himself in the right place at the right time most of the time when he needs to salvage something, he does it. It's only ten points. Yeah. But uh I mean I feel like all these races have been the same.
1: Well, and just Jeremy starts, huh, JT? I mean that's a big thing. He just can't start. Yeah, that the
0: yeah, the battle between Muskan and Martin is you know, most of the time it really hasn't played out on the track. It usually plays off the first hundred yards. Right. So uh you can you can draw incredibly strong correlations between where they start, you know, and who went who wins the individual motos. So I don't think we'll see much different than that. And and have we really seen those two get out together and see who's got what? I can't remember it. Maybe we have, I just kept forgetting. It no, doesn't like it's seen
1: I don't think we have. Not yeah. We haven't seen a battle. No. Um I don't care what Chad Reed told me on uh Twitter this morning. These next four motos, JT. This is going to be – this is huge for Jeremy. Uh, two motos at Redbud. I, I agree. Yeah. Two motos at yeah, Melville. I, yep.
0: Yep. I 100% agree. Sorry to jump in on you there. I, I agree. Uh, Chad just being argumentative. as what Chad does. Uh, <laughs> right. But well, I, I think it's very much true. And we've been talking about this for a while. Is that, you know, Marvin has his tracks where I think his talent come out. And I think there are tracks where Jeremy feels more comfortable, and and he's going to have an edge. And
1: mm-hmm. uh, it will
0: be very, very important for those guys to capitalize on on those tracks because I I, I just don't see Jeremy Martin going to Washougal and beating Muscan. Right. Just as much as I don't see Muscan going to Melville and beating Jeremy Martin. So yeah. Or Unadilla. They have to be on their game there.
1: Yeah. Or Unadilla. I Don't see Jeremy matching up with Marvin. You know. Right. Um, so yeah, it's going to be big. This is this is these next four motos are big because. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. Uh, what want you make a Cooper? Yeah, I mean, if, if, oh. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, I was just going to add, if, if Muskan can jump in there and steal any kind of points in the next four motos, it's absolutely huge. It's huge, huge, huge momentum playing, in my opinion.
1: I finally found Marvin Muskan getting upset about something. Although the most, yeah. he, the most he could say was, yeah, it's not too good. And that was when AC, <laughs> that was when AC cleaned him out. His buddy Adam in the first moto kind of made an ill-advised uh, pass and took down Marvin. And Marvin, you know, didn't say much besides, ah, not too good. <laughs> so, uh, I can only imagine
0: how mad that uh, Marvin's wife was because usually that's where a lot of anger is is stemming from. I, I've seen writer girlfriends and wives have incredible displays of anger and distaste versus where the writer's just like, yeah, that wasn't... Right. But holy cow! Was there a scene put on back of the truck right at the house?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Adam apologized. We ever,
0: did anybody see it? Like, I still don't know if it was just you know Adam. I don't. I don't even know what happened. I know they both went down together, but you know TV didn't catch it, and and really never heard a real description of what happened.
1: Yeah, I talked to both of them um, about it, and uh, you know they kind of is a little off camber, and they came together in that rut, and Adam thought that Marvin would back off. You know, Marvin was kind of ahead of him, and Adam kind of charged to the inside and dropped into the rut, like where Marvin kind of was going. Marvin kind of had the line. Adam was bonsaiing it a little bit, you know? But Adam yep. said, I thought once he saw me, he'd just back off and let me have it.
0: <laughs> so was it the, the most severe off-camera on the track, like the, you know, the infamous off-camera at Creek? That uh, the that happened
1: Creek? No, I don't think it was that one. I don't think it was okay. as steep. It didn't look as the steep the as that left, one.
0: The left-hand turn just after that is where they showed Marvin kind of waving his arm yeah. at, at Adam. So I wasn't too sure if it was in the left or the right before it. So that right is like the infamous you know, off
1: camera, The off camera, yeah. No, I think it was that. It was after that triple, wasn't it? Up the uphill? Um.
0: No, it was before that. It was uh, okay. where Marvin it was, was, in was waving at him. It was him. in a right-hander. Yeah. Okay, so what, it was that infamous off camera because it was just after that where they picked oh. it up with and Marvin was waving.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that 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 is an infamous off camber for sure. Um, but Adam went went all right, eight uh, two. Osborne put together another good race weeg, and um, I was talking to one of the Honda guys, and they said that John Tomac's been helping him a lot with technique and whatever. And 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 John Tomac is super pumped right now with Osborne's at work ethic, which we all knew anyways. But he's on the full Eli schedule, you know, and it's it's working out. So Osborne's putting.
0: Yeah, well, well, you and I were uh, uh, texting with Osborne a little bit last week, and he did say that he and Johnny T were working on the consistency. Yeah. Hold on here. I got Eli right here.
1: <laughs>
0: Eli's very shoulder surgery. He's yeah. kind of loopy.
1: Yeah, it's some pills. Just made them all weird. Um, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. He said that he and Johnny T were working on the consistency, which we said on last week's podcast had been the problem with that through the year. So, yeah. hey, we finally got two good ones in a row. Two yep. decent races in a row, so
1: yep,
0: yep. this is something I think.
1: I forgot about Osborne texting us. So he was angry, wasn't he? Wasn't he angry? No, no, no. he said he was not angry. I oh. was
0: picking on you, saying all of your friends. You. Uh...
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: And you know what? I, I got another example. So I listened to your interview with Cincerillo. Good pass on Marvin. Good job. This is what you do to your friends. <laughs> this is what you do.
1: Oh, like I'm being a smart ass with him.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do to these guys.
1: Yeah, they yeah. let you in. Right.
0: They, they let their guard down, and then you punch them in the face.
1: <laughs> you're probably Is right. He angry enough to quit Twitter again? There's, <laughs> there, you're probably right. There's probably some psychological issues I have where I feel the need to, to poke bears. I constantly poke the bear. Constantly. I see. JT, stop. Jab, jab. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I see, I see the pair jumping in a swimming pool, and I feel like, oh, look at that little bear. Let me. Let me poke that bear, <laughs> jumping into the swimming pool. Um, uh, anyways, uh, what do you think of Cooper Webb's return? We each, uh second moto, he was moving forward until he crashed. He's probably wishing he would have waited one more week for the uh, for the comeback. But
0: I, I don't understand. First of all, I'm confused. How did he had torn ankle ligaments and they healed up enough for him to race again in six weeks? Like, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, but I am not a doctor. So I mean I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying I didn't know you could do that. So I learned something there. Um, and then also he crashed in the first turn of the first moto and still got sixth,
1: I think. Mm, no, I don't think. I don't think he crashed in the first turn.
0: He said he crashed. I think if you go back and look, it's a. It wasn't like a disaster. I think maybe he got tangled up. It was like maybe he would Maybe he was in like nineteenth or twentieth. I don't think it was a full oh, okay. on last. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't good. Uh, I was amazed, actually, that he finished that well, considering that it wasn't like he started eighth and got It was much further back than that. So I think it was actually, on paper, I'm sure he would be an eh. But I think he was riding better than that.
1: First, first moto position was seventh, fourteenth, fourteenth in the first moto at the at the line. So yeah, maybe he was further back. But that was I was if thinking. We only
0: had the technology. If we only <laughs> had the technology to somehow know where they were around the first turn. Just could somehow. No, but next you, a way to compile that data.
1: Next yeah. thing you know, you're going to want to put a man on the moon. Come on, Weege. I know. Um, That's a lot to add.
0: Uh, I, I, meanwhile, when you guys watch the TV show, do you notice that the transponder instantly tells you to get the transponder? Yes. Oh, yeah. It is there.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Justin Starling ran up front, JT, Florida guy, in the first moto for a long time. Got 11. Good job by Starling, though. I didn't know. Yeah, notice. it was strong. I didn't know he no, switched to Kawasaki. Uh, Who knew? Did you know that? When was that? When did he switch to Traders Kawasaki? Just this weekend, I thought. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I mean, he faded
0: back to 11th by Moto's End, I believe. Uh, somewhere around
1: there. Yeah, 11th. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but still a, just a great ride. I mean, mm-hmm. he was in the top three for 10, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh, that uh, good.
0: So, yeah, incredible job by him.
1: And uh, the SoCal San Diego born and raised Christian Craig, 5'10". In the mud. Good job by him. Um. Daniel Baker held it together, too. Nick Gaines, JT. Nick Gaines. Some, yeah. Somehow, in the mud and slop, Nick Gaines put in two great motos. Who knew?
0: Yeah, we'll have to
1: revisit that one on Wednesday. <laughs> um, also, too, uh, uh RJ Hampshire didn't have a good day, but was leading the first moto for, what, three laps? Four laps? Man, and that's such a huge... He
0: would have won that moto. He would have won that moto. That's
1: what I mean. It's such a huge, like, to get out front like that and have a clear track and be, you know, Alex Martin was the one who who benefited from that. But there's no doubt, RJ, had he not fallen, that's a top three for sure. JT, you say maybe win, but, and maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, But, um, yeah, that's just the whole weekend went down the tubes right there.
0: Yeah, I just think with the pace he had and the momentum, you know, I didn't think he was going to check out there because not... And nothing to take away from Alex. He rode great you know, to win that moto, but if you look at the scenario that played out, he loses a ton of time when his break goes away. I don't really consider Alex to be a lot better than RJ. You know, maybe he's been better lately, but I would think they're fairly close, I think considered, a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just
0: think RJ was in a great spot to win there. I, you know, I'm sure he regrets it more than anyone.
1: Weege, we've had seven months. If you're Mike Larocco, you're. You're joyless, by the way, if you're Mike LaRocco. You live in a joyless world. But if you're Mike LaRocco and you have to um, pick between Jordan Smith and R.J. Hampshire, luckily you don't have to because they're both signed there. But who do you like better at this point?
0: Oh, man, I don't want to waffle, but it is as close as it can get. I feel like Hampshire has been better on the balance in results, and he hasn't been hurt as much. But uh, I think you've seen some signs out of Jordan Smith potential. And by the way, I don't think any of this is surprising. It's like if you had asked before the season what you were going to get, mm-hmm. it's kind of that's the reputation these guys have. I think even back before the is last year, I said on his best day, I think Jordan Smith's the better guy. But those days don't come around often enough. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it is. So I guess if I had to pick one right now, I would go Hampshire. But with either one of them, exactly what happened to Hampshire there, each one of them is one... Good moto away, I think, from figuring all out. Like, had Hampshire won that, it could change everything. Or if Smith gets a situation
1: like mm-hmm. that, yep. it
0: could change everything. But put a gun to my head, I'll pick Hampshire at the moment.
1: Or um, are they are they one good moto away from making Mike LaRocco smile?
0: Uh, no, no, that takes years.
1: Okay. That's right. far away. Yeah. Um, all right, what else? Um, anything else from the race? Luke Reslin, by the way, um, I said to him, dude, that first turn, like, what happened? He, I, you're looking pretty good. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that sucks. You went down. He's like, yeah, I caused it too. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, He was like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> we don't talk about that. I'm like, yeah, okay. We won't talk about it. <laughs> but he, he was like, I, I caused it. You all whispered to me. <laughs> so. Uh, looks like he would have had a good I know, start. I had yeah. talked
0: Plessinger before the moto because Plessinger, you know, it's my guy.
1: GNCC,
0: yeah. these are GNCC conditions. hmm. And he had the chopsticks, too. So he was so pumped. He thought it was going to be a great day. And then, yeah, he was wiped out in that first turn crash. Now we know why. Um,. Yeah. But it's just funny how those first turn crashes in a mud race just completely. Oh, uh, and then first crashes are never good. It ruins your day much more.
1: Hey, I was surprised he lined up, dude. He looked like he was in big pain. Got can't lined up and got eleventh second moto. So I was like, oh, he looks really Pleasant. hurt. Yeah, Plessinger. Yeah, I'm like, he looks really hurt. So um, did anybody see
0: these chopsticks? Fall? What? Did anybody see these chopsticks? Yeah, yeah. Go back. I watched first moto. Georgia interviews him on the line, and they have chopsticks. It broke chopsticks. Yeah, I watched. I watched it. I just wanted
1: to see yeah. if you guys oh. noticed it's All this. What do you uh, what, mind blowing? What are you talking about?
0: No, I did not see them. I only. I didn't even know that it was coming until Georgia did the update. I've never seen that before either.
1: What are you guys talking about? I'm lost.
0: What you don't know the chopsticks? Oh,
1: what what what?
0: He safety wired chopsticks over his grips to get more grip in the mud.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs>
0: And it was down where your fingers are, you know. It yeah. wasn't like he's gonna get blistered. He's not putting it in his palm.
1: That's a good idea. Uh, Who thought okay. of that? Is that is that GNCC f- thinking? Oh yeah, it was his dad, Most of the time GNCC champ. Dad came up with that one. But, but why chopstick? Well, what else could you use?
0: I don't know, a coffee stirrer. A no, that's stick? not thick
1: enough. No, it's not thick enough. Maybe like um, chicken bone. A chicken bone would work. Yeah, a chicken wing bone would work. I've just
0: never seen. I've never seen anything like this. Nor do I understand how it would help. Uh, they said I was mind blown.
1: They said the same thing about JMB tucking a towel into the back of his pants.
0: No, 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 that's very logical, very easy to understand. You can see the direct use. You get, I still don't understand
1: this chopstick. You get grip from it, bro. How? From like the raised up grip, you can have your fingers hold on to it better.
0: Yeah, I just. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs>
1: What about Georgia's... Nothing, nothing, nothing against uh, Takeshi Kolakeda or, or, you know, <laughs> I love in general. The Asian pilot. <laughs> yeah, Jim Holly
0: was fully on board with the program, I can guarantee you.
1: Um, by the way, I didn't watch the TV show, but we did have... I'm usually in the announcer's tower um, during the motos, and so the, the show was on with no sound. And did Georgia screw up the roll-off uh, demonstration? Or what happened there?
0: Yeah, Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they showed how roll-off work, but they forgot to change the strap. You know, the helmet is larger than a head, and I think they forgot to tighten the strap around her head. She pulls the roll off, and it just pulls the goggle. It doesn't <laughs> actually advance. The uh, I'm just picturing someone from Oakley, and they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. They probably pay to sponsor the series. No!
1: Oh, right. <laughs> well, maybe it was Hedgy, and I don't want to blow Hedgy out on the on the podcast here, but, you know, why not? Um, he, he built a pair of goggles for Phil Nicoletti earlier in the year. And they had no strap on them. He built them, put tear offs on, and then put them in a bag, and there was no strap. There was no strap on the gun. Wow. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Phil pulls these out of the bag, and he's like, What's going on? There's no strap. So, <laughs> edgy. So, um,. Okay, let's uh, let's pick the word of the day. We didn't do it last week. We forgot. Um, I like JT's suggestion, I think from our group text uh, of a couple weeks ago, of lobster bisque, which would have been easy to okay. do at Bud's Creek because of the uh, location to the water. So at Red Bud, you're going to be tougher to talk about lobster bisque, but I, I, I do like it.
0: Wow, I am uh, watching the uh, race right now. I just saw Alex Martin go over. Jump in Moto Two and toss the goggles as a Ugh. seminal moment for his attempt to win his first ever overall. Ugh. What is he going to do from here? Man, it's 16 minutes to go and two laps. That's
1: not going to get it done. Um, listen, yeah, lots of discs, That's fine. Should have put the roll offs on. Should have put the roll offs on. minutes go. Poor guy. What's he going to do? He doesn't have goggles for 16 minutes and two laps. Uh, I don't He's know. True. I don't know. Okay, it's not my fault. Um no one was no hey, one. I was talking to I tell one I got a filthy fill on Amart
0: story. because uh, there always is one. Right. So I was talking to a man for a long time about the Martin brothers and training and all that. He's like, Yeah, it was an unbelievable week because they had the week off uh after high point so they could just go hard at it and didn't have to worry about being arrested for a race. He's like, We almost killed Big Owl. Al,
1: almost <laughs> killed him. Almost died. Well he told so, me he told oh go ahead, sorry. Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
0: So I tweet that, I'm like uh, hard week training for the Martin Brothers. They hammered it, almost kills Alex. And uh, Alex writes back, that's an accurate statement. But then, in the middle of the night, I see a tweet from Filthy Phil
1: Trolls a Puss. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, Alex, I'm, I put this in the Racer X magazine noise quote. Like, before the year, Alex is like, I feel like I'm a POW and they're trying to break me for information. He's just like, like, like him, Johnny O and Jeremy. He's like, I just feel like I'm a POW, and they're trying to get some information out of me. I'm like, wow, okay. So, but hey, Alex is in great shape, and like I told that to Jeremy, and Jeremy's like, he's okay, and I'm like, okay, oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's not not giving it to him. So, hey, you know yeah, what's no, weird? Seriously, I mean,
0: anyone who's never been down to like a Carmichael, Althe Baker, anybody's program, uh, he would be shocked. And how hard those guys go. So I'm I'm not that surprised. I've been through it. Maybe right. not the length of time they're going through it, but holy cow, it's rough.
1: Um, you know what's funny is, uh, so Savachi, we didn't even talk about him. Got third overall, second podium. I guess he made Indiana podium last year. I don't remember that, but uh, he made it for the Rockstar uh, KTM team. But so Savachi trains at RCs, right? But him and Jeremy don't really like each other, as we saw in Supercross, and there were some words exchanged. And but they train together. But I guess they're on totally two different schedules. Like, Joey's like, they're pulling out, I'm pulling in, and vice versa. Like, it's really weird, right? Like, but they, they rent the property, they whatever, they rent it, they pay RC, but they don't ride together either. Which to me is like, how do you organize that? Isn't that more pain than what it's worth? Like, it's just weird. I think it's weird. They, he says he sees them do motos, he, he knows what they're doing, and then he does, Joey does, and then he goes out and does the same. I don't know, just weird. Right? So Yeah, no, I think uh yeah. I think when yeah. Roxon's in Florida, he kinda does the same at
0: times at Baker's place. Every here he was at one point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's, is
0: uh okay. Roxon now officially at and I, I, I did not know it had a name. It's now the Nest? Oh, RV's yeah. old place is the nest.
1: Yeah, RV's old place is the nest. That's Grundall. Eric Grund or uh, Mike Grundall? Mike. Mike, Mike Grundall owns yeah. it. That's called the Nest. And then there's the bakery. And there's the farm. And then, I well, guess, what's what's Two's place? Is it just the compound? What is is place? Uh, you...
0: Yeah, Chad's, Chad's uh, place where he is the boss, unless <laughs> Ellie's there where she is the boss. Right.
1: Okay. Ellie's compound? Ellie's place? That's, that's there you go. Called. Um called? Chupacabra Ranch. Just Chupacabra Ranch. Man, these guys, I can't really keep track, so... But the net um, is that is that where Ferry does his work now? Yeah, Ferry does his exclusive work. Who was by the way Ferry was at Bud's Creek, by the, so oh. uh, yeah it was great to see him there. Really really great to see him. Was there a
0: reunion at, at 2003 first moto?
1: Um, well Plus they didn't bring him out by the crowd? I am too. They must have they must have not had time. That's the only reason I can think of. They must have not they must have been stretched for time with the weather. But, you know, Gothic J was standing with us from Honda, and Gothic J and Andrew Short also just won the first moto in 2011, I think, or maybe 2010. They won the first moto there. So there was an exclusive group of first moto Bud's Creek winners standing around. Wow. Um, and we pointed that out to a couple people, and no one seemed to care. But there was an exclusive group of first moto winners standing there. Um <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so there's the nest. Yeah, it's RV's old place. But is Roxin isn't that where Roxon rides now? No, I thought I, that. I thought he rode the bakery. I think he rides the, the nest. He's oh, okay. he's at the bakery, he's at the nest. <laughs> yeah, he was riding, I believe he he had something to do
0: with maybe the property at the bakery. So he was allowed to ride there when Alden's guys were not riding. So kind of like Savachi and, and j Mart's deal. Right. Uh, but now I think he's been riding more at the nest for whatever reason. I'm not, I'm not sure of the details there, but I know he's been riding okay. at the nest a little Okay, so bit now
1: more, I, I, I want to throw this for another loop right here. I don't know if you guys are checking out the 800's Instagram or not. Were you? Yep. Well, the 800 was chilling with Kenny Roxon. So is the 800 at the nest? Did Roxon go up yeah. to Jacksonville? Nope, they were at,
0: because uh, uh, Eric Grundall was in that picture as well.
1: Okay. So... A known, a known nest. A, <laughs> a nest habitater. Um, <laughs> so the 800, who may or may not be racing a national this year, we don't really know, the 800 was in the nest with Roxon, who's normally at the bakery but was at the nest also. And neither no, nobody was at Ellie's compound. And what else? Am I missing? Am I missing something? What a tangled web we weave. <laughs> we need to do. We need to do trainers and now riding areas, riding compounds. How can we work Kevin Bacon into this? Right, right.
0: <laughs> Baggett said the uh, Chupacabra Ranch made its debut. It's the first time he's actually worked out of there.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I I, follow, yes, I saw too. some like massive earth moving, moving equipment there. I didn't know if it was done or not. So.
0: He said it's close enough. It's like eighty percent done, so we decided to go for it.
1: Right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pro Motocross in twenty fifteen. Uh
0: well, I want to do a Racer X contest, like a subscriber wins a chance to just just go down there and hang out. Like map to the stars house in Hollywood. That would be way cooler for a fan than going to a supercross.
1: Wait a minute. It's kinda of like my idea of the supercross tours with Denny Stevenson. <laughs> It's kind of like that idea, that right? It
0: worked, but no one would ever insure that program.
1: Danny takes you around to where Club Rubber was, to Canyon Lake, to you know PC, and all these places. Yeah. And then so it's kind of like it, but it's also completely the opposite of that. Right, right. Um, can you imagine driving in JT to Chad's con- Ellie's compound and say Ellie didn't know you were coming? You were just showing up there with some people. How would that go over? Uh, may God have mercy on your soul. Because Ellie will have none. Uh, By the way, I was texting with Chad this morning. Shortly after he was blowing me out on Twitter, and he's just the the photos he was sending me to drop the hints of what he's got going on. Just hilarious. (laughs) So I'm just like, come on, bro. He's sending me road (laughs) signs like where he's kind of going. It's like a Where's Waldo, Where's Chad? You know, thing. So kind of funny. All right. Catella uh, Avenue
0: on that uh on that roadside.
1: What? Catella Avenue? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And also too, can we talk about Johnny Knowles and saying like no one was talking about Chad this weekend and like he was wondering why not or whatever and JT you're like what are people supposed to be crying? Is there gonna be like mass <laughs> like mass mourning? Just you know, were there gonna be grief counselors shipped in, Knowles? What what did you people think? <laughs> right. Oh, uh, Johnny Knowles, I love it. Yeah. We got grief counselors here for anybody who's having trouble with Team Two Two not being here. Well uh, they'll you have a t- moment of silence. <laughs> right, right. God, our group texts sometimes. Okay. Lobster bisque, Wygant, lobster bisque at Redbud. I don't know how you're gonna do it. Maybe maybe GL's breath, he'll have a bunch of lobster bisque on Friday night and you'll be like, huh, Grant. <laughs> You smell like lobster bisque is reeking out of your pores. <laughs> That's well, now, it's
0: easy. now that you've given me this material to work with, yeah, easy.
1: something's going to be coming out of GL's pores, but I don't think it's lobster bisque. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, it's the pore and, and pores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the BTOsports.com racerx Podcast was presented by Fox Racing. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. See ya.
0: this has been the btosports.com podcast show presented by fox racing don't forget to check out some of our past shows including motocross legends such as the bad boy rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my big, biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends. And we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and Seven time, Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do.